welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. been talking a lot about overwhelm lately because that is such a big topic going on in the world right now. We are overwhelmed. We are living during a pandemic, a time where we've never done some of these things that we're doing. And it's been a long time that we've been stuck home or wearing masks or online more than normal. There's a lot of things going on. And for some people, that's really great. But for others, it's causing so much overwhelm. And when we get overwhelmed, we don't like that feeling because it doesn't feel good. It's a state of suffering. It doesn't feel good when we're in a state of overwhelm. And so one of the things that we do, especially women, we're masters at it, but don't worry, men do it too, is we emotionally eat. Yeah, we emotionally eat because here's why. We can get a hold of food very fast and very quickly. We are blessed, the majority of us, to live in countries where food is available. And the minute we put something that is laced with sugar or caffeine, or for some people, maybe drugs or alcohol do it for them, smoking, vaping, different things like that. But the minute something hits our tongue, it changes our physiology. It changes what our body's doing. And so we're not feeling the same feeling of suffering that we were because now we're feeling what that that sugar is doing to our body or that caffeine is doing to our body. And we like that feeling more than we like the feeling of suffering. And we know it works. Because when we get into that state of suffering, our brain says, hey, last time you felt this crappy, last time we were suffering, we went and got donuts. We went and got a soda. You know, we had cookies and then we felt better. And so our brain says, let's do that again because it's fast and it's easy and it works or at least it works in the moment. We all know that emotional eating later causes us to feel guilt or shame or um, frustration, but at the moment, it feels really, really good. And it's easy. But here's the thing. If we know that in the moment it feels good, but it doesn't give us a long lasting change, 
it's probably not the best choice for us. Now I teach a course called Anxiety is a Gift. It's a course for women and it helps them to discover how anxiety is actually a gift in their life and how they don't want to get rid of anxiety. They want to learn how to use it to fuel them and empower them. They want to learn how to turn off their anxiety alarm when it goes off and have better strategies in place to help them. And through that process, through that journey, they discover that, oh yeah, wait, anxiety is actually a gift. I know it sounds ironic if you've never heard of that before, but it is. But you have to go through the process, take the journey. One of the lessons I teach in that course is about our six human needs. And we all have six needs that we need to fill every day. And I use the example of eating donuts to teach that lesson. And I make a lot of donut jokes. And on occasion, I'll eat one or two. But I love making the donut jokes and talking about how our donut fills us in the moment, but it doesn't fill us and sustain us long-term. And it gives us so much variety in the moment because am I going to eat one donut or three donuts? I'm going to eat a donut with sprinkles or one with powdered sugar or one with a filling or one with a frosting. There's so much um, beautiful um, variety that fills us up in the moment. It fills something up that didn't feel good before. Maybe there's a hole that we're trying to fill. Maybe there's a pain that aches. But filling it up with that donut is kind of just like a temporary Band-Aid. Now, there's worse things to do, of course, but there's also better things to do. So here's what I want to encourage you to do when you are catching yourself in a moment of emotional eating and you know you're emotionally eating, whether it's out of a habit because of something that happened in your past or whether it's just you don't like what you're feeling in the moment, let's ask some questions, some really important questions and see if there's something that you can do different instead of eating the donut. One of the first things is plan ahead. If you're no if you know you're an emotional eater, make sure you have planned ahead to clear your space of sugar and snacks or the thing that is your go-to that's not good for you and replace it with something a little bit better. Now, did I say go from a chocolate bar to carrot sticks? No, but you could. But there might be something in between, just a two millimeter improvement better. So find what that is and be prepared and make sure that you have good foods or at least better foods to eat um, in place of the ones that aren't good. The other thing is, I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself in a way that hopefully you don't need to emotionally eat. If there's personal work that needs to be done, get with a coach, get with a therapist. If there's a trauma that needs processed, get with someone who is trained to help with that. 
if there's anxiety or fears that are holding you back, if you're self-sabotaging, get someone to help you. It's hard to do it alone. It's easier to do it with a friend. So I'm going to share some of the things I tell my clients and hopefully maybe they'll get you started as you plan and prepare to get help and to set up your environment with good foods for success. In the meantime, like I said, start here with some of these empowering questions and you may want to even do some journaling on these. Um, here's the first one. What was I feeling that I wasn't liking? What was I feeling? What feeling of suffering? Suffering's just any feeling that you don't like. So maybe you were criticized. Maybe you were embarrassed. Maybe you um, felt not good enough or not worthy enough. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just a feeling that's causing you suffering. So what was I feeling that was causing me suffering? As part of that, you might want to decide, what was I thinking about to cause me to feel suffering? So that's the first question. Let's get clear and start being conscious and present about what it is we're feeling. Another one you might want to ask was, am I bored? Am I bored? Sometimes we start emotionally eating for a reason, but then we continue the habit of it and we just are bored. Oh, I'm just sitting here. Nothing's happening, so I better eat. I better get something in my mouth. But here's the thing. When we let our mind be bored and drift down paths that aren't good for us, our mind starts to wander into anxiety land, into what if questions, and we start thinking about things that are painful from our past, and we can trigger and spiral down all kinds of unnecessary things. So I wanna make sure that you're doing things every day to learn and to grow, to stimulate your mind, so that your brain isn't wandering bored. And then you don't need to have habits of boredom, like just throwing things in your mouth, emotionally eating when you didn't even really need to in the first place. Another question to ask, what is it that I'm really craving? Love, attention, feeling worthy, feeling valuable, feeling significant, what is it that I'm really craving? Another way to ask that might be this. What am I really hungry for? Again, are you hungry for love, attention, connection, significance, worthiness? Are you hungry for variety? Like, I need to get out and do something. I need to read a book. I need to take a class. I need to go for a walk. I need to go back to my garden. What is it you're really hungry for? Those are all really, really important questions to be asking before you put something into your mouth. Now, 
Another thing that happens with a lot of people when they are emotionally eating is it's not actually in pain or suffering. It's actually in celebration. Have you ever noticed how many holidays, especially living in the United States, how many holidays, how many events do we have that sell, or that are centered around food? We have Christmas. We have a fancy dinner. We have Thanksgiving. We have a big meal. We have 4th of July. We have a cookout, a barbecue. Right? We have a birthday. We eat cake. We have a baby shower. We have all these cute little finger foods and this little lunch or nurse or something, you know, little cute treats. We have something even for that. So every single thing we do, we have food to help us celebrate. Now there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to eat cake and have treats on my birthday or holidays. But if I'm using these things as if I to eat more treats or things that aren't good for me and I'm doing it not presently and consciously, that's maybe not good. Here's a better way of explaining that. If it's my birthday and there's a cake in front of me and I presently and consciously eat a piece of cake for my birthday, that's great. But if I'm staring down a cake and saying, I'm, I'm going to eat all of this over the next few days. I've got to have it all. It's my birthday. I deserve it. I'm worthy of it. I need this cake. I need this sugar. That's different. That's not the kind of celebrating we need. Because what happens is, then we do little things like, oh, I made a phone call. If that's something that's hard for you. Or I gave this little presentation or I, um, you know, finished a class, whatever it is, your brain is going to go, okay, but now I need a treat. Now I need to celebrate it. So we need to be careful because like I said, sometimes we emotionally eat out of pain and suffering. And sometimes we do it out of celebrating, which sounds a lot better, but it's still an uh, unhealthy eating pattern. We're using food as a reward so that our brain becomes dependent on food and eating food based on our actions. So we've got to be careful. It's just something to be aware of. Now, what can we do to help lessen that need for emotionally eating? Well, I already told you one, which is get your environment in a space so that there are good foods. You can eat something, but eat something just even a little bit better than what you would normally eat, right? Another thing is slow down and sit down when you eat. Don't eat it in the car. Don't eat it on the run. If you're going to eat it, sit down and look at it and taste it and enjoy it. Cut it up into small pieces, even if it's a treat. Sit down, slow down, be conscious, be present, really taste it, really experience it. Make it not just food that's going in your mouth to fill a hole or a void, an emotional hole or void, 
and fill up in its goodness by smelling it, touching it, tasting it. Use your senses, look at it. Make sure you're really present and experiencing something. Another thing is express gratitude for it. Express gratitude for what you're, why you're eating it. You know, if you have done something awesome, if it is a holiday, express gratitude, not for the food, but for the event, for your accomplishments. If you are doing it out of pain and suffering, there's still a gratitude in it. I'm grateful I survived this experience. I'm grateful I'm learning and growing. I'm grateful I'm changing. I'm grateful I have food to eat. I'm grateful that I can choose to eat something better. But there is always, always, always a gratitude, even in our pain and suffering. The other thing is, make sure that you're getting some variety and fun in your life. Oftentimes, we emotionally eat because we're sitting around in, in selfish mode. It's all about me. I'm lonely. Poor me. I'm a victim. I'm sad and I'm going to numb that with cookies and donuts. So find a way to get some variety in your life. Get up, get moving, go for a walk, play with a dog, read a new book, get some learning, watch a how-to video, do something silly, find something that makes you laugh. Anytime you can get those feel-good hormones and chemicals to release in your body, that is going to feel so much bigger and better than anything you can put in your mouth. And that's a feeling that lasts longer and will sustain you and fill you up. That's what we want to go for. So, just recapping really quick. Are you going to emotionally eat again? Probably at least I am, there will be a day. I'm human. But I want to know why. Is it because I'm suffering in that moment? Is it because I'm bored in that moment? Is it because it's a, just a habit? Oh, we're celebrating, so I'm going to eat something. It's a habit. And then ask yourself, what is it I'm really hungry for? What, do I, what am I really craving Oh, wait, I miss my husband. Oh, wait, I feel distance between my teenager. Oh, wait, I did make a mistake at work and I feel really bad about it and it was embarrassing. What are you really craving? What are you really trying to feel? What is the hole or the void that you're really trying to feel? And then choose something two millimeters better. Make sure you have that on hand so that you aren't just grabbing any random thing that's not good for you. And then whatever that good thing is, sit down and enjoy it. Smell it, taste it, look at it. Use your senses. Make it a present conscious choice that whatever you're going to eat, you're choosing to eat it. Not because you're numb and just mindlessly putting food in your mouth. Make it an experience. Slow down, sit down down really chew it really taste it really experience it and as you do those things and as you embrace 
those present moments, instead of numbing in those moments, you will find yourself being happier. You will find that you're doing it less and less, just emotionally eating less. And as you are filled up and happier, like I said, you just won't need to do it as much. So give it a try and then let me know how it's going for you. Let me know if I can help you feel, figure out what that suffering is if you're not sure or what it is you're really hungry for. And then let's fill you up on that goodness. Let's help you go after the things that you really want. Heal the hurts and the pains from the past and move forward anxiously engaged in your life. In the meantime, I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.